Welcome to the Brown County Hour. Coming to you from the legendary hills of Brown. Where the plum purple haze. The one nature herself drapes over the hills and hollers. Inspires local characters, artists, and nature lovers. It's as though the hills themselves conspire to create a beauty and a culture in the heart of Indiana. Sit for a spell and hear the music. The tall tales. True stories. And current goings on. Brought to you by folks who still know how to sit by a fire in winter. And swim buck naked in summer. Welcome to episode 34 of the Brown County Hour. This is Dave Seastrom with the rest of the crew. This month we'll be featuring a few musical selections from the fundraiser we held on November 1st. Carrie Ray returns with another edition of For a Song. Rick and Dave have a couple of new essays, and Gunther Flum brings us another poem. We're excited to share a project dear to my heart, David Bartlett's Lead Your Life by a Song. We'll hear what Dave has to say about his music, and we'll listen to a few choice selections. We hope you enjoy the show. We begin with Dave Bartlett's interview, and we'll be listening to his tune, Robin's Rumba. We also have the latest edition of Carrie Ray's For a Song. It's our pleasure to have Dave Bartlett in the studio. Dave's pretty well known around here as being director of the Career Resource Center, but there's another side to him, and uh, that's what we're talking about this evening. So Dave, tell me about this CD that you've just produced. Dave, I guess the story really begins back when I moved to Brown County in 1974. I moved here to go to college. When I did, I had already begun playing music and had done a few things, but when I moved to Brown County, it was a great distraction because I'd much rather do that than do my homework. So in the evenings, I played on average about four hours a night for about five years while I finished my school. So the origination point of these songs really goes back to the period between 1974 to 1979. So the newest material on here was 1979. We've slept a few times since then. I would say. Yes. So in the past, I wrote these songs and they just sat on a shelf. I kept them on life support during the next 35 years as I was doing various things. I did a lot of arranging, but I didn't write any music, original music for 35 years. But I had set a goal for myself that I wanted to have a recording of some type of these songs because otherwise they would just kind of disappear. And these were songs I never played for my friends or anything of this nature. I just pretty much kept it to myself. And I went through various trials with that of trying to just do home recordings and different things like that. And it wasn't until uh, 2013 when I met Jeff Foster, who was coming into the CRC because he was going to teach music classes there. And we had a meeting. Uh, he was working for Ivy Tech. And uh, during the course of the meeting, he mentioned things like that he liked Francisco Torrega, who's one of my favorite composers. And I was very interested in the music that he was playing. So I asked him to stay after the meeting, and we 
just had a chat and I explained to him kind of my existential problem that I wanted to have some kind of record of this music. I wanted to get back in touch with what I had felt when I was 25 years old. I'm now 61. I think a lot of us want that, Dave. Yeah. So anyway, I explained that to Jeff, and, and in a couple of weeks, I started taking lessons. And we started out where Jeff was teaching me to do things the right way, and it was very clear that I was not going to be the student who was going to be disciplined. But I really felt very at home with Jeff and trusted him with my idea of revisiting these songs because it's all you know music is a very personal thing and I felt like he had the skills and the knowledge to help me at least bring back these songs in a way that you'd want to listen to them because I could play them but it was very painful so at that point uh, we worked for the next six months on uh, Jeff basically gave me lessons on my own music which I know is a little counterintuitive but he was kind enough to work with me on that particular aspect and that's what we focused on was uh, I could play the song so that Jeff knew what I was trying to do and then he was able to remediate all my technique and things like that uh, to where I could have good timing <laughs> where the notes weren't dead where I could continue a piece from start to finish he brought up the idea of possibly doing a CD and I had listened to things that he had produced before and then we started in October of 2013. It took 13 months to do the project. It was a great process and being able to get reconnected with my music in general and actually being able to play it in a way that was very satisfying and would be something that you know someone would possibly want to listen to. Well, songs are timeless and emotions are universal. Those things don't go stale on the shelf so you were able to pick up the threads. And I personally know this Mr. Foster character, and he does think big. <laughs> and it's infectious. Well, I, I, I can tell you right now, the project wasn't going to happen without Jeff. I tried everything that I knew. And I'll tell you, Robin Kelly, my wife, who's inspiration for several of these songs on here, she encouraged me. But she said, just find some people to play with. As it turned out, there's a lot of really great musicians in Brown County. But I have a particular interest and style that I was not successful in finding just the right interest group or whatever to play with. And Jeff and I have some musical interests in common. And that really, as it turned out, was a very significant factor in uh, being able to move forward with the project. Well, collaboration requires a certain amount of mutuality. It's obvious from listening to this CD that you guys found that. Jeff helped me with that, but along the way, in particular, when we get into some of the songs and the instrumentals uh, specifically in this case, uh, we actually did kind of become collaborators during the process. Well, it's, it's a pretty exciting thing to be able to do this. I mean, you got this collection of songs that you have written long ago and now here they are live and presented in a way that you had always dreamed of. What can you say about a thing like that? To be honest with you, from where I started, it was beyond what I dreamed of because I didn't dream I would do a CD. I didn't ever think I would find the kind of kindred spirits that I needed to take the songs that I had to bring them to fruition at the level that it was because the level of musicianship on this is top-notch and I'm not talking about me because I'm probably the least technically capable person in the project. People like uh, Jeff, of course, on uh, guitar and bass and other instruments 
but also Carolyn Dutton, whose contributions on this project were just tremendous. In fact, she's a co-author on three of the songs. Slats, of course, uh, did the uh, Paris Hotel song that we're going to talk about, and great contribution there. Amanda Webb, who was not only did vocal and piano contributions, but she was also my voice coach for this, because I had to hire someone to uh, remediate my voice as well. And then uh, Suzette Weekly from the Bloomington Showcase, her vocals are on it. Uh, Trish Reiki, hand drums, and then uh, also Mel Chance on uh, one clarinet piece, which is just, it's wonderful what he did. All of these songs, you know, have been written in Brown County. They're all performed by Brown County musicians. And yet one of the things that Jeff and I talked about that we felt like there needed to be some answer for is the fact that people might listen to this and say, well, maybe it doesn't sound very Brown County in that it's not probably a very traditional form, and I'm not really sure how to describe it, but... Well, it's not bluegrass. No, it wouldn't be bluegrass, and I'm not quite sure what the genre is, other than there's four of the pieces that are instrumental that clearly have a Latin influence, and other than that, uh, people can just listen and decide for themselves, but... Uh, I'm amazed at the level of musicianship that this county has for such a small community, and I would hope that this maybe contributes to the conversation and, you know, maybe widens the scope a little bit because there's already a great deal of really great stuff going on here. Well, I, I don't think there's any pigeonhole for the music that's being produced in Brown County now. There may have been at one time, but as more musicians come of age and more musicians move here, I think the genres are all over the place. And all of it is Brown County. Right. Let's talk about some of these tunes in specific, all right? What about Robin's Rumba? How did that come about? Okay, Robin's Rumba is one of three instrumentals that I originated, but clearly Carolyn Dutton contributed the melodic signature on it. And Jeff wrote a, a transitional bridge part, and so it's actually authored by all three of us.
Welcome to For a Song. I'm your host, Carrie Ray. In our last segment, we talked about rescuing your muse from your own self-judgment. Now, assuming that practice is going well, and you're feeling more inspired and free to create, what now? Well, I believe there's another important step before you're ready to put pen to paper. I call it finding your place. No, not a physical place. And I don't mean place in the sense of your place in the community, the world, or the universe. That would be an entirely different sort of program, which I assure you I would be entirely unqualified to host. No, I'm talking about a place that is conducive to the flow of your imagination. This place is a state of mind that flips your switch from toiling human to creative vessel. So here's a bit of what I've learned for myself. I'm the sort of person whose mind, from the time my consciousness first begins to emerge from the fog of sleep, seems constantly to be racing. And so long as I let the gerbil continue to run, I find little room for fresh inspiration to come calling. For me, a sense of mental emptiness, along with giving my mind permission to wander, are both keys to getting the creative juices flowing. Now, earlier I said that this place wasn't a physical place, but a state of mind. And while that's true, a physical place or circumstance can certainly help you get there. For example, I've noticed that new song ideas often come to me while standing in the shower, driving down the road in my car, on a walk in the woods, or while doing chores like raking leaves, cutting grass, or chopping wood. A few years ago, I learned a compelling lesson about this for myself. I've long been a journal keeper, and in this case, I was headed to Europe for a few weeks with only a backpack, a couple of changes of clothes, a camera, and a journal. But the lesson didn't come while I was across the pond. It came after I returned. Once home, I flipped back in my journal to relive some of my great trip. And as I read, I was frankly a little amazed by myself. My journal entries were rich and colorful full of scents, sights, and sounds, painting detailed pictures that took me right back to those moments in time. So then I looked back to entries spanning a few weeks prior to my departure, and had I not known better, I would have never guessed that they were written by the same person. These entries were lifeless and dull, nothing more than high-level recounting of happenings day to day, devoid of any real sensory detail. So what was the difference that had the European entries bear such a stark contrast to those I had made prior? Well, I'm certainly no psychology expert, but I would surmise that while in Europe I gave my mind some time off from its day-to-day responsibilities, and I also gave it permission to wander. For those few weeks, I decided that my only job was to experience and observe the world around me. And the result was simply stunning. Now, I understand that most of us don't have the luxury of allowing our mind to wander all day long, every day. But I'm here to tell you that whether your goal is to be a more prolific songwriter or simply to find a fresh and creative approach to a project or problem, cultivating your ability to more easily access that wandering state of mind is bound to have a positive impact on your pursuits. So dig around a little and find your place. 
You'll be amazed at the places you can go when you set out from there. I'm Carrie Ray. Join me next time on For a Song. If you have ideas, questions, or topics you would like to have covered on For a Song, please send them along. You can reach me via the contact page of my website, carryray.com. That's C-A-R-I-R-A-Y.com. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back after station identification. Feel nurtured and encouraged as you begin or continue your yoga practice. Riverlight Yoga is Nashville, Indiana's only dedicated yoga space committed to your personal growth and healthy yoga practice. See riverlightyoga.com for full details. You are listening to the Brown County Hour on volunteer-powered community radio WFHB at 100.7 in Brown County, 91.3 and 98.1 in Bloomington, 106.3 in Ellettsville, and online at wfhb.org. Welcome back to episode 34 of the Brown County Hour. We begin with Rick Fetty's essay, It's a Boy. This is Rick Fetty with a little story called It's a Boy. Not really so long ago, a few miles outside a small village in timber territory, a boy was born. The table was moved into the living area near the wood stove, and that way all could be comfortable and nice warm water would be readily available. Mother in waiting, dad, sis and grandma, and a couple of the closest neighbors were all there. The evening offered a light dusting of snow, and there was a horse and buggy waiting outside just in case of trouble. Songs were sung and they sipped their seasonal eggnog as they all awaited the grand arrival. Everything went extremely well and around midnight the boy was born. In the excitement and jubilation, all the ooing and aahing, no one ever thought to look at the clock. They never did know if the boy was born just before or just after midnight. As he grew in the hills and hollers, he learned to love and appreciate each of the seasons. In spring, he enjoyed walking through the forest, learning about all the new plant life, and wafting up the fragrance of the vast number of fresh flowers and foliage. In the summer, he would cool off by swimming in the creeks and ponds, and you've all heard how we swim here in the county. In the fall, he always looked forward to how the leaves would change colors and then fall to blanket the forest floor. In winter, when the snow fell, it was so much fun to sled down the hillside. His sled was unusual. It had a high back so he could lean against it as he sped down the hill. His dad could also use the sled to gather firewood and pull it home without the wood falling off the back. 
As the boy came of age, the earth was much his own. Winter, spring, summer, and fall. He always, always loved them all. And he had a gentleman's farm. He had chickens and goats, taters and tomatoes, beets and corn. This was the life to live. As years rolled by, he noticed some things. The weather, it was a changing. What's going on? Spring still brought life, but one never knew when. In the summer, the ponds would either be parched or salty from everyone's body sweat. In the fall, one never knew when the leaves might turn and then fall to the ground. The winters became dismal and dreary or arctic cold in the blink of an eye. We all change as we age. Was it Earth's maturation or society's decline? As salt peppered his hair, he sighed in despair. Our timber, where is it going? There's hardly a tree left. That's right, only a few left to shade our forest floor. The animals, the plants, their numbers are so sparse, pollen and seed will be difficult to spread. As age had its way with the boy and the earth, they both did what they had to do to survive. The boy slowed a bit and had to wear glasses. The earth changed its winds and temperatures. The things, they are changing. Congratulations, it's a boy. And now David Bartlett brings us Paris Hotel. So Dave, tell me about Paris Hotel. Okay, well this is to me probably, uh, I'm not gonna say favorite, but it's the most important song on the CD because uh, this song is about Robin Kelly, my wife. This was written in 1979. This is the newest of the songs, but it was written about, uh, I took a poorly planned and underfunded trip to Europe in 1979, and I had just met Robin in the fall of, of 78. And so we had gone out and spent time together, and I found out during that time that she had gone to Paris when she was in high school with a French class and one of the big experiences of her life, and she had shared that with me. Well, I went on my trip, and I was in Paris for one night. And while I was there, you know, I was thinking about Robin, obviously, and connecting with this story that she told of being there. It's written in a way that it sounds like that it just kind of ends. You know, that's not really true, but it was just an image that within that moment of time spoke to where we were. She was 4,000 miles away, and I'm just now figuring out that I'm falling in love with a Brown County girl, and you know, this is just what the song was about. Jeff said, oh, you gotta have Slats play accordion on it. You know, to sound like the streets of Paris. Yeah, it's right. right. Hotel. I saw your image through the doorway, and in the warmth of the night, between the shadow and the light, we would make love through the night. Oh, but you're gone. 
in that Paris hotel. I wrote your name upon the window pane, and through the sun and the rain, between the pleasure and the pain, only your name still remains. to bring you some music from our recent fundraiser. Dave Sisson and Sam Heron. We're going to do a song called Dark End of the Street. Dark end of 
just like water There's an awful lot of water In me and you But What good is water Kind of like love If it don't get to And now we pause for station identification. Feel nurtured and encouraged as you begin or continue your yoga practice. Riverlight Yoga is Nashville, Indiana's only dedicated yoga space committed to your personal growth and healthy yoga practice. See riverlightyoga.com for full details. You are listening to the Brown County Hour on volunteer-powered community radio WFHB at 100.7 in Brown County, 91.3 and 98.1 in Bloomington, 106.3 in Ellettsville, and online at wfhb.org Welcome back to episode 34 of the Brown County Hour. We'd like to begin with another poem from Gunther Flum. He came unglued by Gunther Flum. 
So who would think that I'd unravel how Santa and his reindeer travel by using such a simple ruse as smearing on my roof some glues and getting sleigh and reindeer stuck in my concoction glue and muck. But there it was, Santa on my roof, reindeer stuck there by their hoof, and Santa could not find a way to get unstuck his glued-on sleigh. Of course, that's when, to my surprise, I caught a twinkle in his eyes, and then he started thanking me that I had finally set him free, for he can twitter every kid that I'm the one who finally rid Santa of his gifts and sleigh around the world that Christmas day by being just the kind of louse to glue poor Santa to my house. But next I'm thinking what I did around the world to every kid, why in a twinkle I could see they'd blame their missing gifts on me. And so I swear that every shingle, tile, nail, plank, and shingle I ripped off in record time just to save this skin of mine. And so I set for Santa free, trailing lights and Christmas tree. And though his reindeer came unglued, he kept ho-hoing, I'd be sued. Of course, I hear that every Christmas. Yours truly, Gunther Flum. Dave brings us another essay titled, Thank You. We've been incredibly busy here at the Brown County Hour. Our old studio has been torn down and hauled away and we're ready to begin the remodel in our new studio as soon as the work is completed at the History Center. It's getting close. As soon as we have access to the front entrance, we can load the carpet, lumber, and sound treatment into the new studio, and we'll be off and running. The BCH team is a handy bunch of characters, and we'll be doing the work ourselves. We have big plans for the remodel, and we can't wait to get started. One of our immediate goals is to expand the recording of live music from some of our musical guests, and the other is to reach out to the community to record stories of Brown County people. The acoustics in the new studio will help us produce a better sound quality for the show, and the larger space will make it easier to bring in live music from time to time. In the meantime, we've been camped out at our producer Jeff Foster's studio down the way from the History Center here in Nashville. Jeff's generosity has allowed production of the show to continue uninterrupted. What can we say, Jeff? We couldn't have done it without you. In this show, along with our regular musical guest, we'll be featuring some music from the fundraiser we held on November the 1st. This event was a real eye-opener for us here at the Brown County Hour. Not only did our guests pack the house, but they showed their support by donating a nice pile of money for our new studio. One of the interesting things about radio is we never really know if anyone's listening. We make our shows, send them out in the airwaves, and for all we know, that's it. Well, the fundraiser really changed all that. Now, we not only know people are listening, but we know some of you care enough about the show to donate your hard-earned dollars. On behalf of the entire Brown County Hour crew, I would like to express our sincere gratitude. We would like to thank the management of the Brown County Inn for donating the town hall room for the event. And we would like to thank our sponsors, the Pine Room Tavern, the Muddy Boots Cafe, and the Hobnob Corner Restaurant. We would also like to thank each of the musicians who donated their time and talent for making this event as wonderful and exciting as it was. We'd also like to send a big shout out to Dorothy Granger. She's the development director with WFHB, who was instrumental in promoting the event, and her tireless efforts helped guarantee a successful fundraiser. If all of this wasn't enough, earlier this year we were the recipients of a Brown County Community Foundation grant. 
This generous donation helped us upgrade our equipment, further improving the sound and the quality of our show. And while we're at it, we would like to thank the Brown County History Center for our continuing relationship. We've rented a studio at the center since almost the beginning of production, and we're confident our friendship will continue to grow when we move into our new studio. But most of all, we would like to thank you, our listeners. It's absolutely true, without you, we wouldn't exist. And we intend to do our best to bring you great radio from Brown County. Well, friends, that's a lot of gratitude. I can honestly say we're humbled and we're looking forward to the new year and all the opportunities presented to us. We've had an exciting few months and in ways we never expected, the Brown County Hour has continued to grow and prosper. We're having a great time producing the show and we only hope to continue making it an enjoyable experience for all of our listeners. 2015 is a brand new year, one of hope and promise, and we think something special is going on. From the production team of the Brown County Hour, we wish everyone a happy new year, peace on earth, and goodwill to all humankind. This is Dave Seastrom. See you next time. We have some musical selections from our recent fundraiser. Ladies and gentlemen, my good buddy, Cole O'Day. All I 
And now we close with more music from David Bartlett, looking up on Freeman Ridge, The Storm, and Dance Across My Mind. In 1975 through 77, I lived in a log cabin in Bean Blossom, and it was a really wonderful place. Bobby Adair, my good friend back then, and also guitar player, now with the uh, White Lightning Boys, lived in the cabin and we just took care of it. So a lot of these songs were written sitting on that front porch outside of Bean Blossom, looking up on Freeman Ridge. So the song is really about just kind of looking out on Freeman Ridge and kind of speculating about the the uh, the future or if um, someone was to to join us there but the second verse wasn't written until this year now there's another part to the story here which is that the the second half of it is called the storm storms were very very impressive there uh, we had this big 10 acre field and when a storm would come up sometimes you just want to go out and stand in the wind Looking up on Freeman Ridge and stay for a while You'll get a taste of life cause that's our style There's icicles blowing down like flames of ice And in this cold dominion Shelters nice from the storm. From the storm. From the storm. From the On the front porch, we'll watch the the seasons pass. Freeman Ridge looks back at us while we ask, Shall we take this road together through the world of chance into uncertain futures? We'll journey last through the storm 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 through the storm
after 40 years, you finally pulled this all together. And what an amazing accomplishment. I'm sure you're feeling it. And um, it's just wonderful to be able to enjoy this music. Thank you so much for coming in, Dave. Well, thank you for having me. It's great. I'd be your lonely soldier, so why you go and take your light from me? Barbara loved and Patty laughed. I remember Susan cried when I played for her. Why did I take my light from them? We're all a lot of lonely people, souls seem to be going nowhere. See a lot of smiling faces that vanish in the air But I just found out my most intimate dreams Could suddenly all come true Through the lovers and the shovers They're all lost in the crowd See faces but feel only you I see you dance across my mind You're sailing through a fog to find me Reaching down you pull me up from above And you finally set me free David Bartlett, his website is www.goozelandingproductions.com. Thanks for tuning in to episode 34 of the Brown County Hour, recorded this month at Jeff Foster's studio here in downtown Nashville and brought to you the first Sunday of every month at 9 a.m. and the following Wednesday at 6 p.m. You can stream this or any of our shows from our website, browncountyhour.com. And while you're there, be sure to check out our Woodwatch page, devoted to informing the public about the situation our forest lands are facing. 
This show was produced by Jeff Foster, Pam Rader, Rick Fettig, Vera Grubbs, and Dave Seastrom. As always, we're most appreciative of our theme music from our friend Slats Klug. From all of us here at the Brown County Hour, we wish you a Happy New Year. You've been listening to the Brown County Hour. Coming to you from deep in the woods of Brown County, Indiana. Celebrating the arts, culture, and nature that make this such a unique community. Visit us online at browncountyhour.com. The Brown County Hour is a production of WFHB. Volunteer-powered, listener-supported community radio for South Central Indiana. Take me back, back to my home, Brown County.